Welcome to the Eco Interviews, where we amplify the voices of eco warriors from across the world and share stories of change. I'm your host, Fiona Martin. This week, we're interviewing Zhao Du. Okay, welcome. We're welcoming Zhao Du today to the Eco Interviews. Zhao is a sustainability professional in Switzerland. She's been working in sustainability um, for over 10 years now. She currently works as a sustainable investment analysis in an investment management firm, and she's worked on corporate sustainability and sustainable business management in various industries, including fashion, food, materials, and consulting. So welcome, Zhao. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Fiona. Yeah, I'm excited to speak to you because um, just uh, full disclosure, Zhao is my sister-in-law. She is married to my brother. And so I've known her for quite a few years, but I've never had the opportunity to really speak to her about what she does in the sustainability field. So um, Zhao is very much in uh, the industry aspect. So I'm really interested to learn about it because I think it's something that's behind the scenes. It's certainly not something that I understand how large organizations or corporations um, view sustainability. So I'm excited to get started on that. So as someone who's worked in sustainability for over a decade, how do you view environmental issues and sustainability? Sure. Um, let's start to clarify these concepts. Um, for environment, I think um, we have a better understanding it's air, it's water, it's land, it's natural resources. All these things surrounded um, um, us uh, in our life. Um, sustainability is more abstract, I would say, and also very broad. It depends on who's talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, so it could mean many things. For example, United Nations set um, sustainable development goals and that's for the world, for the countries, right? So countries wants to pursue sustainability for their nation, for their population. And when a company is talking about sustainability, they are talking about corporate sustainability. Mm -hmm. When investors talk about sustainability, they talk about sustainable investment. Mm -hmm. So these, um, sustainability are all different. Mm -hmm. um, some are bigger, broader, some are more specific. Um, so in general, we would say sustainability is a big umbrella. It has three pillars, economic, social, and environmental. So depending on your position and your um, scope, then you might narrow down to more specific issues. Um, I guess a few my personal thoughts on this. So environmental part is part of sustainability mm -hmm. because there are social issues or governance issues, right? And also some, um, some problems um, are global, some are local or smaller scale. Um, they can be more known or um, more unknown by different people 
well, they all contribute to our human health and our life. And um, often issues are interlinked, and that's why it's also complicated uh, when uh, we try to tackle some issue. And um, we really have to think about the whole context and also think about the solution with more um, context and um, goals in mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like to me the, the big, like if we zoom back, it's just a very large, um, like you said, sustainability can main, mean things to many different people depending on who you're talking about and what yeah. maybe the end goals are you know yeah. econ economic sustainability could be very different from environmental sustainability correct yes um, and uh so in, if we look if we zoom back and again even different industries have different levels of sustainability and what they consider sustainable and you've worked in actually quite a few different industries like food mm -hmm. and fashion materials is there any particular industry that has more or less sustainable issues in terms of environmental sustainability so in terms of the impact on uh, our natural environment and and the knock-on effect of human health and how do you approach that within these industries sure if we um, talk about environmental issues we often think of those companies or industries converting raw materials to products so they deal with natural resources and they consume energy and they produce physical products so those industries tend to have larger environmental impact mm -hmm. so these environmental impact could be on water could be on land could be on air, um, air quality or um, biodiversity. So um, the, um, but, but I also want to mention um, a lot of industries are indispensable. For example, steel uh, industry. We need steel for um, our houses, our roads, our uh, buildings, our cars. So um, it's, it's, it's hard um, to, um, to, to criticize them, mm -hmm. <laughs> to create the environmental problem um, because we don't really have an alternative. Um, that's, that's only environmental um, issues, right? And nowadays we have more um, technology industries. And these companies also have uh, sustainability issues. So it, it might not be environmental, but it also falls under corporate sustainability. For example, human capital management or intellectual capital management, cybersecurity or product stewardship or even business ethics. So um, they also have problems uh, to deal with and um, maybe it's not um, as obvious as environmental pollution but it's also crucial for um for human and our society okay and uh is there a particular industry that you were like looking at that industry in particular were you surprised at 
either the sustainability issues or is there an industry that we consider to be maybe a bad guy on the scene but in reality it's not as uh or they've moved further down the sustainability line you know people for example we always we think about environmental sustainability and coal-fired plants or you know carbon uh, you know fossil fuels um, mm-hmm. And we also think about fast fashion. That's certainly mm-hmm. got a lot of um, notoriety right now. Are there any industries that we consider to be big bad players, but they're actually moving in a in the right direction, or is there a like an underlying industry, like you mentioned, the technology industry that we might not even think about? Um, I know, and this might not be what you're talking about, with, but part of the technology industry is the um, inclusion of uh, pre-programmed obsolescence that we have to continue to get rid of our devices because they're programmed to not be work you know we don't we buy a laptop and we know that we're going to have to buy a new laptop in two or three or five years they don't build them to to sustain so is there anything in there that you found interesting that maybe the general public like me wouldn't even be aware of sure um i would um, give two examples one is chemical industry you might think of chemical um, production as um, polluting, energy intensive, or material intensive. But chemical industry um, contributes to energy efficiency, contributes to um, more sustainable products because uh, we need these chemicals. For example, if you have solar panels, if you have wind turbines, you need a certain materials to function or to increase um, the energy efficiency, right? And that comes from the chemical industry. Um, so on one hand, yeah, the traditional um, chemical sector is very energy intensive. Mm, yeah, they are they are um, burning gas, burning um, coal, Mm -hmm. but they also produce products which um, contribute to um, better uh, quality of life and also better um, environmental footprint. And the the, the, uh, other example I would say is the technology uh, sector. We might not uh, think of, for example, um, data center, um, now we all use i uh, iCloud or uh, these data storage, mm-hmm. and um, companies have to build bigger and bigger um, facility. And these data centers actually consume a lot of energy, oh. and they also, uh, of course, uh, emit a lot of carbon um, through the energy consumption. So. This might be something we don't think about. Um, yeah, then we 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 might not though do we need so many large resolution, high resolution photos or videos. Another thing would be let's say Amazon. Amazon is also like a, a technology mm-hmm. uh, sector. It but but it deals with um packages so it has a lot of um uh, footprint in shipping mm-hmm. so that means trucks or even airplanes um, transporting these packages and that's also a lot of energy and carbon um, involved 
Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So like the data centers, I imagine uh, the energy costs in terms of, you know, warehouses full of servers that need to be kept at 60 degrees or something ridiculous, right? I yeah. never even thought, see, that's so interesting. And that's why I'm enjoying speaking to you because it really <laughs> yeah. is things we don't think about. I have been aware of the Amazon issue because I think Amazon yeah. makes it so easy to buy something, but in reality, you don't know where it's coming from. So it takes me two minutes to buy something very small that might be shipped from Malaysia. And, and in reality, could I have found that tiny thing in the store in my town you know yeah. instead of something that's so easy so very interesting things to think about so yeah. um recently or i mean in your in your professional experience is there how do companies usually approach sustainability what tell me a little bit about that sure um i would say each company is different um but if you are in one industry um, you certainly understand what is the concern of your industry. And um, the company usually um, uh, defend, uh, define their priorities um, by themselves. They could do it just within the company. They could also do it with different stakeholders, uh, including the external stakeholders. Um, I mean, the, the idea is company cannot do everything, right? Mm -hmm. So they might define the top three, top five, or top 10 priorities. And they would um, link these sustainability priorities to their products or services, what is valuable for them, and what is urgent for them, and what makes company uh, stay competitive and what is the regulatory risk they face and um, um, their potential risk in the market. So all those issues would come down to a few priorities they want to tackle. That's the first step. And then they have to understand how they are doing now. And that means they have to collect data and information about um, their operation and their supply chain, um, their products. So for example, if it's a fashion company, um, it has a, uh, actually quite complex supply chain and they have to understand where their raw materials come from and how the shipping, um, it's really um, working for the company and then how their um, production is and also how their uh, garment reach their customers. So if you want to understand energy, it's, it's a lot of um, time and efforts to, to understand the whole supply chain. And you do the same for water, for um, chemicals or for uh, carbons. Yeah, some can be measured. If you have your water bill, you know how much water you consume. Mm -hmm. But for carbon, you have to estimate it. Um, so um, yeah, so company have to understand um, their current status and then they would um, set 
some goals. Um, also find space um, where they can improve. Mm, and um, yeah, and also try to just optimize and improve their products and operations. Yeah. You mentioned um, when they're setting their priorities that something they have to take in mind are regulations. And I know you've worked in multiple countries. Right now you work in Switzerland, that you've worked in the United States. Um, do you see the regulations that governments either like internationally like the UN or uh, nationally like the US or Switzerland as being a primary driver of business sustainability priorities? Yes. Um, a lot of um, pressure um, is coming from uh, regulations. For example, the EU is thinking about um, single-use plastic uh, directive. Mm -hmm. So that would ban a few kinds of single-use plastics and also regulate companies to collect and recycle certain amount of uh, plastic packaging and also use certain amount of recycled plastic in their products. So this is definitely something um, company have to follow. Mm -hmm. And um, um, yeah, different countries have different approach and also they also have their different uh, priorities for mm -hmm. what they really want to solve. Yeah. Can can you speak on uh, Switzerland or maybe the EU and whether that they are, uh, let's say, strong in making environmental regulations or or weak? It seems from the US that the, U, that the EU is a little bit more motivated to put regulations on business than the US is, but that is simply an outsider's point of view. I'm not sure if that holds water or not. Um, I... I guess it really depends on the industries. Um, it also depends on the countries. Even EU has an idea or they want to implement a certain directive. It's also up to each uh, member uh, country how they want to uh, implement it. Um, and also, I would uh, say each country has its own um, demographic or geographic, um, uh, how do you say, um, uh, set up. So, um, so it's, it's hard uh, to say um, which one is better because I know, for example, recycling it is more um, for recycling it is more um, uh, efficient in um, Europe in general because you have higher population density but in the US um, with a larger state with just two three million people it's hard to make it work mm -hmm. um, you have to think that the energy you spend or the fuel you spend for the trucks to collect these recyclable might not um, worth um, really the reduction of impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, would you consider um, Switzerland pro progressive in their energy targets? Um, 
whereas in the U.S. right now, what we're seeing happening behind the scenes is the rollback of regulations. They're stripping the powers of the Clean Air Act. They're stripping the Clean Water Act. So we're like regressing in that sense. Um, is Switzerland following that same uh, trajectory or are they being more progressive? I did, uh, I was just sent an article that said that they uh, switched off one of the nuclear power plants in Switzerland. It seems like there's an anti-nuclear movement that's happening and that Switzerland might be going no nuclear by 2030, I believe. Is that the case? Um, I've heard some um, voting or debates on nuclear, also carbon neutral discussion in Switzerland. Um, there are different voices. Mm -hmm. um, um, I think I saw, I'm not 100% sure Austria is uh, going carbon neutral by 2040, but Switzerland is not um, sure mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. Um, but I will say Switzerland is quite strict on environmental pollutions in terms of. Um, um, this charge or uh, emissions and all this stuff, yeah. And uh, Switzerland is a very small country mm -hmm. and it's uh, quite homogeneous in terms of um, population and uh, economic development. So, yeah. Um, in general, um, the the the, um, the 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 environmental development is quite high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's certainly very clean when we were there. It was beautiful, <laughs> yeah. clean streets, and we enjoyed swimming in the beautiful lakes. Um, very, like, incredibly clean, just amazing. Um, but you are, in terms of industry and sustainability, you are currently working in uh, investment. And this mm -hmm. is, seems to be something that I hear about more and more is in um, sustainable investing. Can you explain what that is and, um, and whatever you, f you feel is appropriate to share in regards to that industry? Sure. Um, sustainable investing um, is a, um, it's an investment um, um, philosophy, I will say. Um, it has different uh, approaches. For example, um, we often talk about three types of sustainable investment. One is exclusion, one is integration, and one is impact um, investment. So um, exclusion means that you don't invest in certain industries or company, for example, tobacco or uh, weapon or uh, alcohol. It depends on what the investor's value mm -hmm. uh, is. Yeah, and integration means uh, when uh, investment firms make investment decisions, they integrate the sustainability criteria to um, evaluate companies. So in, in investment, we call it ESG criteria, in uh, environmental, social, and governance criteria. And um, the methodology can vary depending on the investment forms. So some do ESG rating, um, 
or other like uh, ESG rating agencies do ESG rating for companies and investment firms could just uh, use the rating to invest or uh, investment firms do their own research on companies and looking at how the companies perform in sustainability issues and then they invest in a company they believe um, uh, which have the good uh, sustainability performance and impact investment um, basically means um, investment to create some kind of environmental or social impact um, specifically combating some problems for example gender uh, issue or climate change or energy issue so um, yeah it's it's again um it's a it's a term which um, could mean many things um depending on how the investment um, professionals um practice in this area yeah. okay it's uh, it's very interesting um in the last inter eco interview i did with mel smith from england she was talking about the divest parliament campaign in the UK where people are asking the parliaments to divest um, pension funds from fossil fuels. So mm -hmm. we're seeing uh, that to me sounds like a, a certain strain of uh, sustainable investing. Um, mm -hmm. I've also heard that individuals can change their investment portfolio away from fossil fuels or other things that you mentioned that are sustainable and like gender issues or, mm -hmm. um, you know, LGBT, TBQ issues could likely be involved in that as well. People who don't want to invest in businesses that have a pure, poor reputation when it comes to human rights or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, do you think this is that this change in investment is driven by grassroots people demand or is the investment industry seeing this trend and being progressive in it? Or I mean, it might be a mixture of both. I'm not sure. I would say it's a mixture of both. Um, some investors hold certain values, um, so they believe um, they shouldn't invest in certain areas. Um, on the other hand, um, investment professions also believe companies who can do well in sustainability are more competitive in long term, so they can be more financially successful as well because they are um, more competitive in terms of uh, their product service for their operations yeah do you see the investment industry as being maybe a silent driver to promote sustainable products and energy production and everything that can go and in, go into it uh you know as i'm thinking like say in the early 1900s, the fossil fuel industry uh, benefited off of subsidies from the government, which they still receive today. And so how is that a competitive field if sustainable energy doesn't get the same leg up? Would private investment or investment of public funds be a way to combat that? Yes, definitely. I think um, uh, the investment uh, um, industry decides where the money goes. Mm -hmm. So if you... Um, send the money to company who can solve the problem. That certainly help uh, we progress. And also um, 
also create more pressure on, on companies who are falling behind. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and also um, um, I, I think it's, um, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's also another um, a way to ask company to communicate their um, efforts and their strategy and how they want to um, contribute to the sustainable development. Nice. Are you optimistic with having worked in the uh, investment industry that it's uh, going in the right direction in terms of promoting sustainable businesses and products? In general, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think people are trying to um, improve tech uh, methodology, um, also to collect more valuable data and also to make um, more um, um, valuable decisions, investment decisions. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, since the area is booming, so it's also um, attractive to people who just want to um, use the uh, term sustainable investing as their uh, marketing um, um, strategy. So definitely, um, it's, it's difficult at the moment to understand um, what uh, an individual investment firm is doing. Um, so for um, public, when you buy a product, or you invest um, on your own, you should um, um, I guess learn as much as you can and um, yeah, and always try to be critical uh, on, the, on the decision, yeah. That's the very interesting point, um, something mm -hmm. that I see as well that sometimes is uh, called greenwashing, yeah. where you know you slap a green label on something and you, as a sustainable professional who has uh, you know been brought into businesses to actually look at their supply chain, so you uh, are certainly an expert in understanding it. It is very much harder for an individual to um, maybe look behind the curtain, but even understand the full impl impl implications of the supply chain. So. In terms of greenwashing, um, mm -hmm. let's see. How would you advise an individual? Like, what would be the main things to look for in order to understand if a company's uh, intentions are true or if they're just slapping a label on something? Um, I think if you are interested or concerned about a certain uh, issue or topic, you should definitely get educated um, where and how you gather your information and knowledge is important. I would suggest um, go on um, a few official websites like US EPA, US DOE, um, FDA, USDA. There are lots of um, information um, certain issue, for example, chemical safety, or plastic waste, or energy consumption, climate change, carbon, all these things. 
um, they have um, easy to understand um, information and it's better than reading random news articles um, because you learn patchy things and also some um, um, articles might not be um, good either mm -hmm. um, so yeah I would say um, rely on some um, um, on, on some um, information that you can trust and then also ask questions um, for example when a company says oh we have this new packaging um, it's recyclable um, you can just look at your town or your county's um, um, waste collection um, um, uh, website and see can you really just put it in the bin? Mm -hmm. um, are they really going to uh, be uh, recycled? Um, often the case is no mm -hmm. um, so I think you have to um, you you have to be critical and not blindly just follow what they say that's um, yeah um, but but it is difficult and I think it takes time to really understand more and more well just little by little Excellent. Well, that, that is interesting. I just watched um, an episode of Rotten on um, Netflix, which is a documentary series, and it was exactly about recycling and mm -hmm. spoke about how, uh, you know, the, at least in the U.S., they label the recycling one through six, and people assume mm -hmm. that you can recycle all types of plastic. In reality, there's only two that can be recycled, and there's no guarantee that even if you properly put it in the right recycling bin that it will be recycled. And I agree that, um, that it, it's something the consumers have to educate themselves about and be aware that there are lots of um, uh, sneaky ways to confuse us. And that is yeah. intentional, unfortunately. So, um, so final question, and maybe this all ties together. In your opinion, what, would, what can an individual do to improve the environment or promote sustainability in their life? Sure. Um, I think we've talked about the first thing um, is to get yourself educated. Um, I mentioned um, relying on some um, um, trustful source um, for different issues. And the second thing is you can always check your town and your state um, website. Um, for example, California also has a very um, clear rule how companies can label their products. Um, like biodegradable is not allowed in California. Oh. No company can um, put biodegradable packaging on their products because there's just nowhere you can really degrade them. Yeah, because okay. either they go to landfill, they mm -hmm. cannot degrade, or they go to incineration plant, they just get burned, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
So check with your tongue. You can always ask them questions. Where is my race going? Right? What is what? What ways is accepted? What is not? This is about waste. But if you are concerned about um, water or air, um, you can always ask them. Yeah, and that's the first thing. Get yourself educated. Um, I think a lot of things are related to our life. And um, it is good for you to know too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And second, I will say um, to consume less. Uh, when you want to buy something, just think about um, whether you already have something you can use. Um, it's not um, there are a million things there and you have to have. Mm -hmm. um, when we think about, let's say, 10, 20 years ago, we didn't have this and that, and life <laughs> wasn't so different, right? Um, I would say the third thing is to uh, influence others. If you are a conscious person and you want to make larger impact, then try to um, educate or help others. If you can recycle, then you can help other people recycle. If you can consume less, you can also help other people consume less. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's um, those those are the simple things. Yeah, I can think of now. Yeah, those are great. Those are definitely three action points that I think everyone can um, do, and I appreciate that. And I very mm -hmm. much appreciate you taking the time and giving us like an insight into industry and sustainability and how large it is. I know this has been a huge part of your life, and um, I think sharing these things uh, with people opens minds and also creates conversations about things that we never even thought about. I know that. 10 years ago, I wasn't thinking about uh, the way I consume and the packaging and all of that. And so as I grow and educate myself, it opens new doors and for us to all be more mindful and to do our little bit, hopefully, to help save um, the habitat that we're in and help save, you know, people and longevity. So yeah, I appreciate it, yeah. Zhao. Sure. Well, yeah. I'm going to let you go and, um, you know, best of luck with everything in Switzerland. We'll be keeping an eye and maybe we'll check in later and see how things are going in, in the sustainability industry. If there's been any major changes, um, we'd love to check back in with you. So thank you. Thank you too. Yeah. All right. We'll speak bye later. Bye. bye.